my wife, Blair, always talks about how the wilderness doesn't care about you. If there's a thunderstorm, it's not there to make you afraid. Or even an animal who's chasing you. I mean, it's not personal. That was kind of nice when I was a person who grew up suffering. I mean, often in very deliberate ways because of classmates and other kids who were pretty awful to me. I found solace in the indifference of the wilderness. But I think what I had to learn to do later was connect with other people and trust other people. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a dog sledder finds belonging in the Alaskan wilderness after this. My name is Quince Mountain. My friends call me Q. I live in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. I'm a dog musher and an outdoor educator who works sort of online. I think of it as edutainment, I guess. And I get the privilege, along with my wife, Blair Braverman, and our 25 sled dogs and sharing the story of our journeys and the people we meet on Patreon and on Twitter and other social media. And it's a lot of fun. This is going to sound funny, but I didn't set out to be a professional dog sledder or go in the Iditarod or anything like that. It just kind of happened. I just fell in love with Blair and it was something she had done. And dog mushing is something that it turns adults into children. If you think about sledding, like you see people sled down a hill, how fun that is. The dogs are just pulling you. I dare you to get on the runners of a dog sled with a with a decent team on a bluebird day and not fall in love with it. I've always loved animals, too. And, you know, some of that, I think, comes from a person who grew up with um, social difficulties with people. Um, you know, and people know I'm trans. I'm very uh, public as a trans person. But I also... I'm not neurotypical, so uh, I had a lot of social difficulties and a lot of sensory difficulties as a kid, and um, I don't know. It was just easier to understand, I think, the intention sometimes of the animals around me. So I, it's it's such a collaboration. When I'm out at night with the dogs and you know crossing a mountain range or something, people will say, "Well, how can you do that? How can you be out there by yourself?" But I'm not by myself, you know, I'm with 14 of my best friends. There was this moment at this dog sled race near Kotzebue, Alaska. And I wasn't actually in this race. My wife was in the race and she didn't need my support. So I just sort of had a few days off and I ended up renting a snow machine or a snowmobile with a photographer, Katie Orlinsky. And Katie and I <laughs> took this snow machine and we sort of followed a little bit behind the race. And we go to this town called Norvik. There's no road. You don't take a car there. You know, you can fly there. You can take a snowmobile there. You can take a dog sled there. And we went across the street to kind of check out the checkpoint, you know, in this community building. 
And, of course, they had put out this, like, beautiful spread of food, you know. There's moose stew and chili and all this stuff and coffee and, I mean, just feeding the mushers. And I kind of saw in one corner of the building there were some people working on some kind of carpentry project with some wood. There's a woman there, and she just just starts wailing, just wailing, crying. I mean, the saddest, saddest sound. It's kind of awkward because we're outsiders. We, we don't know what's going on, but we're. St- I'm not going to pretend it's not happening. And so I just wanted to say, well, you know, hey, do you care to share what's happening? You know, and she had lost a uh, grandson, I believe. They were getting ready to have this service, and that's what people had been building in the corner, the carpenters working on, like, a casket for this young man. And then there's, like, a knock at the door, and it's like a hunter who lives in the village. They had shot a moose, but it was not, like, the season to do that. And so, you know, I was kind of curious about it. It's not really my business, but somebody just mentioned to me, oh, well, Fish and Game authorized us to go get these animals because there's a food shortage. And I thought, there's a food shortage, you know? And I realized these people had been, like, entertaining the mushers, feeding everybody, well building a casket, planning for a few, you know, all these things, and the mushers didn't even know it. And I just thought, wow, that is a community that can hold so much. The race is kind of goes in a loop and then comes back through this community, you know, a few days later. So they said, well, come on your way back. We're going to give you some stew meat. And I thought, no, thanks. We don't need that. We'll be okay. I appreciate the offer. But, you know, they, they weren't taking no for an answer. A couple days later, we're riding back and go through this village at like 3 o'clock in the morning just crawling through slowly on our snow machine not to make any noise and we're not going to stop it's 3 o'clock in the morning you know but sure enough this woman runs out of the community center and brings Katie and I this cooler of stew meat and just insists you know that we have some of it and I just thought this is what this is about this isn't about Times or days, I don't remember who came in what place in the race. Actually, my wife had a top five finish. It was amazing. But that, but that's not the point. As a trans person, you know, I've gone down to the Wisconsin State Capitol, and I've been to these debates about trans inclusion in sports and so on. You know, it was just like a half hour of somebody reading the high jump records from New Mexico from last year. And when this person went through transition, look how much better their scores got and what's that going to do for the sport? And I just, I'm like, this is so missing the point. Like sports for most people isn't about a college scholarship or becoming a professional or, you know, anything like that. It's about the connections we make. I wish we could begin to have this conversation not in terms of competitive advantage, but in terms of belonging. I happen to be in a sport that men and women can be in, and it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter in that sense that I'm trans, nobody's checking my gender card. Being able to be a part of something competitive at an elite level 
without having to worry that being trans will disqualify me has sort of given me the perspective about how important it is that people are able to participate in the sports that they're working on, that they care about, in the communities where they belong, being who they are. I think here's what I want to tell trans people now and trans young people. Trans people, people who don't fit in in all kinds of ways and who doubt their own validity and try to figure out where they belong and maybe feel like they landed in a spaceship in their family and in a community and no one's like them or a few people are and they're trying to find their way. People like us have been here for hundreds of years, thousands of years. We've been here for millennia in human history and somehow a lot of us have found ways to survive. We've found ways to find each other So I want you to be able to find your people that you can trust, whether they're adults, they're other kids, whatever. If you feel that love and openness from people, move toward that, and you'll be able to get through this. And I don't know how, but there's going to be a way, and it's going to open up, and it's not going to come from politicians or your school principal or your teacher or me or anyone else. It's just going to be a journey that you find, and it's going to be a really cool one, and I hope you stick around for it. I want to hear about it. Quince Mountain is an outdoor educator and dog musher living in Wisconsin. He is one half of the Braver Mountain mushing team with his wife, Blair Braverman. Quince is the first openly trans person to compete in the Iditarod and on the reality TV show Naked and Afraid. Learn more about Quince at patreon.com slash bravermountain. This story was produced by Anne-Maria Wad. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson, and additional editing by Sarah Fuss Kessler. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil, and our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus subscribers who make this show possible. To learn about the many benefits of a subscription and to subscribe now, go to outsideonline.com slash podplus. Thank you for listening.